Like, why isn't prostitution legal? That's an excellent question. I think prostitution should 100% be be legal. Right, and you're you're a pretty you're a feminist as far oh, as I'm absolutely. concerned. Like yeah. you're you're empowered, you're independent, you're uh, very aware of the things that could suppress uh, the sort of any sort of female empowerment, right? Oh, absolutely. If you I, think the legalization of prostitution would be empowering, correct? Absolutely. It's okay. somebody to controlling their own sexuality and you know, it, prostitution is, you know, the oldest profession, you know, it's, that's you say that with such a smile on your face. It's so weird. It's the oldest. <laughs> never, uh, I never hired a prostitute. I never had the, had the need to, but you know, um, I, I think can't say the same thing because right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me a story about you driving around a massage therapist to different hotel rooms. Yes, I was paid um, by a friend to uh, transport her to various um, clients, clients and service them. Um, specifically, I did not know for sure <laughs> what was happening. But, yeah, I was a driver for a prostitute for a night or two. Yeah. Yep. That was a long time ago. I forgot about that gig. (laughs) I remember everything. You know, you would think of how much pot and how many drugs I've done in my life that I would have a really piss poor memory. But, unfortunately, I do not. Unfortunately, I'm aware. (laughs) Unfortunately, I remember every fucking thing. Um. Do you think that the legalization of prostitution would help millennials? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it would help millennials. I'm in particular, um, as you don't think that there's a serious problem with the servicing of millennials right now? Because I, I might say that they're underserviced. Are you are you involuntarily celibate right now, Connor? No. yeah so um we're coming back and me and Rhodes were both kind of discussing a couple of things memories that we have a very um I don't know I wouldn't say impactful but they're distinct memories we won't ever forget these things um we have I was bringing up to her the first time that I ever smelled somebody smoking crack cocaine. Now, I've never smoked it. I don't have any interest in it. I really don't think very highly of those that have done it, but I don't tend to judge people, right? I try not to. No, but I mean, it's when you smell it, even if you don't know what it smells like, you it, it is. You know what it is. Yeah. It's it, so distinct. But I was walking in downtown Sacramento. I was 18 years old. I didn't have any real resources. I had a flip phone. That's how long ago this was. And I had like 150 bucks on me. I was staying in a hostel. And the the daytime temperatures were so fucking insane. I'm a pale Irish kid in <laughs> California from the Midwest. Like, I don't belong out there. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tiger in... The Arctic. Like, I'm so out of place. 
So I would take naps during the daytime, and then I would be up all night. So I'd just wander the streets of Sacramento, and from behind a dumpster, I heard somebody light a cigarette, like, right? Yeah. And suddenly I could hear crackling, and the smell hit me, and I was like, holy shit, I know what this is. And I will always remember that. It's also... That trip had a lot of really odd significance for me. So, like, um, I remember, uh, okay, again, I, I had, didn't have very much money. So I shouldn't admit to too many crimes on this podcast. <laughs> but I did steal a book from a bookstore. I had found uh, James Joyce's uh, Portrait of a Young Man as an Artist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was into, like, really highfalutin literature when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. I mean, even before that, you kind of, anyway. Had this thing for learning and reading about what old dead people had to say. Yeah. Which just blows my mind that you barely graduated high school because I always had like philosophy books in my hands and like I would carry it around a copy of the Tao. (laughs) Literally because you didn't try, man. I'm just proof of how the educational system is not built for smart people. I mean, it's just it, our our current educational system is just completely prioritized around standardized testing, like that's that's it, and which is not beneficial for most uh, kids. Like I don't, t- I mean, I test okay, I guess, but I don't really have to try. And I guess if anyway, anyway, back to Sacramento, we'll we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we'll we'll bring up Rhodes and I's genius level intelligence that's being totally underrated in another episode. Um, <laughs> no, the so I, I get out to uh, Sacramento, right? And I, it was I was trying to enjoy the day. It was a nicer day. The temperatures were in the like high eighties, low nineties, which was still tolerable for my skin. I found a nice park, and I laid down in the grass and started reading. A lady came up to me and kicked my shoe. Like, not accidentally hit it. Like, walked up to me and kicked my shoe to get my attention. And I was like, excuse me? And she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm reading in the park. And she goes, how old are you? I said, I'm, I'm 19, 18 years old. She goes, shouldn't you be at work? Like, don't you have a job? And I was like, I'm not even from here. What the fuck is California? This <laughs> bitch is coming at me hard right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, again, I think that's like, just really has something to say or to tell about uh, the way stuff was, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Like, it was not okay for me to be where I was, according to this lady. She was pissed. Exactly. Like I was, that's why I felt like I had to go to college. Like I had, I I remember after my first semester or my first year, my freshman year of college, I remember not wanting to go back, but we graduated high school in 2007. Um, The housing bubble burst in 2000, late 2007, early 2008. Yeah. There was really no choice. Like at that point there was people that, you know, had been working for, you know, big auto industry factory jobs for 20 plus years in management positions that were working at Taco Bell. Like there was literally no employment that summer. I collected uh, bottles with Fred. Fred and I went and turned in the maximum amount of bottles at different stores 
um, just to get gas money and like a little bit of food money for the summer. There was a little, I mean, I, I had no choice but to go back to school and no choice but to take out loans to do such. Like, I did really wild things between the years of 2007 and 2011. <laughs> um, trip to Sacramento, like the summer after we graduated, mm-hmm. summer of 2007. The following summer, I was in and out of Chicago a ton because I had I had gone to my community college in Flint. At, um, like January of 08 is when I started that semester. And as soon as I got my um, disbursement loan amount, like the, the refund. Yeah. Like, hey, this school doesn't want this much money, but you took out this much. So you're going to get X amount back. <clears throat> so I got like $1,500 and immediately went to Chicago. Yeah. It was the middle of the semester. I'm on spring break. And I was like, yep, going to Chicago. And when I got back, I quit school. And I met a really cool girl in Chicago. And it just gave me a reason to keep going back and forth. So I spent like four months um, going back and forth to Chicago, making friends, doing weird stuff, listening to good music. Um, I wasn't really smoking a lot of weed at that point. And I definitely had not tried any hallucinogens, although the people I was hanging out with definitely were. Um, the first time I ever got hustled by a homeless person, I was in Chicago that year. What do you mean hustled? Like I walked up to him. I, I was just walking down the street and this guy's holding newspapers. I like got a stack of them just standing there. He doesn't look like a mail carrier, so something's up. And he goes, hey, man, you want to buy a, a, a newspaper? I said, no. And he goes, well, is there any other way you can help me out? And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you need help with? Because I'm from the Midwest. Like, cut to the chase. Yeah. Um, be straight he goes, with me. Yeah, he's like, I could use a couple bucks. And I was like, I got $2 I could give you. And I opened my wallet. And he's like, oh, you got way more in there, man. Come on, help me out. That's what I mean by hustled. Oh, dude, I lived in St. Louis for fucking four years. And anytime we went downtown, it was straight up like I would not bring cash because there's always somebody going to be asking me for cash. Yeah, yeah. You, I, got, you got change to spare, man? Can you help me out? Yeah. You, hey, you got a buck? You got a buck? I need a beer. Like, I, I swear to God, like, I couldn't even walk out of my apartment my first year living there without being asked for a dollar for by like, like six different people. And... I, uh, which is what I, whatever, you know, you need a dollar, you need a dollar, but I'm not going to just give you a dollar for a beer. Cause I know that's exactly what you're going to do. Like anyway, hey, at least you're honest if you're yeah. saying a dollar for a beer. And you know what? Every once in a while I did my neighbors, my neighbor wanted a beer. Every once in a while I would go and buy him a beer. You know, one of those big ass, like not. Yeah. Yeah. Hands. We call them tall boys around here. Yeah. Like not even like a, it's like a super tall boy, like a, we not even a 24 oh, ounce like a, like a yeah um you know and they were super cheap so i would buy one every once in a while but like i would you know i'd go downtown and try to have like you know just go out with my wife or in, or go out with my friends and just kind of walk around and enjoy that stuff but i would start avoiding carrying cash but then i found people that had card readers on their phones 
So they would ask you for money and be like, Hey, I don't have any, I don't have any cash on me. But Hey, I, I got a car. You know, I got one of these, what are they? The square things. That no like, way. I swear to God. I actually had one guy one time, uh, he, uh, was standing kind of near an ATM and I was, we, you have to park random place, you know, park wherever you can park and then you have to walk. And I was walking to the bar with my, my buddy and he, this guy stopped us and asked us for money and we didn't have any, we didn't have any cash. He's like, well, there's an ATM right here. He stood outside. Got the some balls right there. Right. Like he stood outside the ATM trying to get, like get money from people and yeah, I'm like, I mean, shit, I, I wonder if it ever works. Like, and my buddy played it off cool. He's like, no, nah, I don't have like a debit card. I just have my credit card on me. I can't just take money off. I mean, you can, but that's like a cash advance and that's stupid. And the, the, don't, don't the do rate on those is ridiculous or something, right? Exactly. Like it's like so, 14% when you pull money off a credit card. Oh, it could be even higher than that. I'm, sh- it's, I'm sure it's. Outright. I don't know. I ain't never had a credit card, so I'm, I'm not gonna pretend I know about the fucking goddamn rates. Dude, I just, uh, I hate having credit cards. They're, it's just a pain in the ass. I'll take a couple off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> sure, some uh, folks out there listening can certainly use a couple. I mean, I, I, I'm, try- I'm literally just getting my credit back to where it should be. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, my goal is for. Uh, my credit this year to look like the beginning of the Millennium Force. <laughs> just like it was headed up, but now we're just gonna take it. We're just gonna go to that like ninety degree angle drop. Oh my god! Yeah. Yep. Uh, I want to see if I can get it below three hundred. That's really uh, the goal that I'm aiming for. Let's that's quite a quite a hefty goal there, man. Yeah. Let's see if I can get my credit score to be twice my weight. <laughs> 320 that's what oh, that's yeah. the gold credit score for you yep mine's quite a bit higher than that because i'm trying to buy a house but you know no i'm it, hoping i can get to a point where like i'm not even allowed to go to china because <laughs> they're like they're shit right like you, you gotta be like they have like a cultural score now that's tied to your credit score yeah, like, and people look at your credit, pull your credit score for, like, jobs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, to get married. Yeah. My daughter's mother straight up said that to me before she was born. I'm not going to marry you until your credit's better. Oh, I definitely believe that. I, I was uh, like, God damn, like, what the fuck? Nobody told me when I was in junior high watching Boy Meets World that, like, Topanga took a look at Corey's books. <laughs> oh my god! I took a I, look at the numbers and was like, "Oh, your income to export ratio is good, good." I said, "No, no embargoes. All right, that's good. No leads. Okay, awesome. All right, fair trade policy is under underway." I mean, I gotta be honest with you. My wife uh, pulled my credit um, report before we got married. Um. I mean, and it is all about, it, unfortunately, playing that game. And because we both went to college and she went and, you know, for her master's and PhD, we both have student loans. And uh, 
that that's always like a downside whenever you're whenever you're looking to buy something Student new. Loans is the new rite of passage for millennials. You're not an adult until you've got some student loans. It's just it's insanity that I was talked into thinking that you know taking out these loans is going to be so much beneficial for myself in the future when there's people that have been paying on their student loan you know student loans for their entire life and still almost the same oh the same amount like me I paid like, I think ten, almost 10 grand towards my student loans last year and I didn't even make a dent in what I actually owe because the federal uh Borrower right. or the federal yeah, yeah. is that yeah is that five point five percent? Like I and I could renegotiate uh, for a private with a private company um, for a lower rate, but my I unfortunately am an optimist, and I, my hope is that we will have student loan reform in the future where the rates will drop. If you have federal, all my loans are federal. I don't have any private loans, um, and neither does my wife. And so my hope is that we will have, you know, as we get millennials into office like AOC um, and we really start to have people in power that have these real issues that, you know, the common person. Relevant issues that happening to them also. AOC has been vocal about the fact that she's got student loans she's trying to pay off. Exactly. Like, I mean, she was vocal about how she couldn't get an apartment in Washington because she was, you know, right after she got elected, like a lot of people, like that's one of the first things they do. They get elected. They go and, you know, start looking for, Yeah, yeah. she couldn't do that. She couldn't start doing it. She couldn't do that until she started getting congressional pay um, because she couldn't afford it. And that's real. I mean, that's real life. That's, that's a real, I mean, that's, that's a real person to me. And uh, I'm really, I'm really glad that we have people like her and others um, in government right now speaking out about this is because it is a real issue. You know, it's, it's, we, right now, student loans is a very big issue because we have, we are the people that are supposed to be buying houses right now. We are the people that are supposed to be, you know, getting pretty settled in our careers and starting families. And instead we are still living with our parents. Um, because yeah, I live with a relative. I mean, I, I don't live with my parents at this moment in time, but I, when I moved back from Missouri, I did live you with did my mom. Shortly. Yeah. 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 We visited um, with each other when you lived in town. Yeah. And like, I mean, and so I moved back into my mom's house with my wife married, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the that's your real life. Uh, fur babies. My, my three little fur babies that are two of them are passed out right next to me at this current moment in time. We spoke briefly on homeless people. I want to come back to that. What do you do? What do you do now as an adult? You're 30 years old. You will be if you aren't already. Um, what do you do when a homeless person walks up to you on the street and is like, hey, I need money. Give me money. Maybe not like that exactly. But like that's what they're all saying. Yeah. No, I. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Probably like seven times out of ten, I, I do give them like a dollar or two. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I like, don't. I really? say that it's a uh, inverse. About thirty percent of the time, I won't give them money. What I will do instead of saying I can't help you, is I will buy them a meal but they have to do something for me to earn the meal. Okay. And I don't mean like hard labor, like mow my lawn or give me a fucking blow job. 
What I mean is uh, I want to hear about how they became homeless. I want their story. I told a dude the last time this happened was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I was in front of a Chipotle, which <laughs> I don't fucking go to Chipotle because I'm trying not to be as a millennial as possible. Chipotle is pretty fucking millennial when you think about it. I prefer Qdoba myself. But. I'm a Qdoba person. Yeah, like I totally prefer Qdoba. I got a Qdoba gang. They know me down at my local Qdoba. Um, they knew me at my my local one in St. Louis, but uh, I currently uh, I currently unfortunately cannot eat that much Qdoba because of reasons my doctor says. Anyway, continue. Yeah, awesome. stuff you got to worry about at thirty. Fuck. Cool. Great. I'm there. So as soon as I get health care, my doctor will be yelling at me about where I should not be eating. Yay, um, millennials. Hey, I only I have health care because my wife has a good job. That's, you know, I am uh, definitely, I supported her through grad school. Um, and now, now I'm getting my payback for the, the last six months. I'm sure I'll, <laughs> I'm sure I'll have to, you know, start picking up some slack here in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've got a couple months left to bank, but other than that, your credit's dwindling. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I walked up to this. This cat walks up to me right outside uh, Chipotle, not, not Qdoba, and says, hey, I'm really hungry. Can I have some money? I said, no, but I'll go in here and get you some food. And he's like, okay. And he took the deal. Now, he was fucked up. <clears throat> like, it was very apparent that he'd either recently got his fix or was – like, it had been a few days without his fix. But he was definitely fucked up. So I was not in the mood to hear a story from this guy. So I just gave him the food and went on my way. Yeah. And then I saw that he shared the food with other people. It was a lot of food. For one person. Yeah. So like I saw him 15 minutes later because I kind of circled the block and he was feeding two or three other homeless people. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't tell him to do that. And I wouldn't have because they didn't walk up to me. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like – and I, I, part of me wonders like that would have been a better thing to say. If it were him, fucked up. Hey, man, I know I look really fucked up right now, but it's me and, like, four other dudes hanging out in this alley around the corner, and we haven't eaten in a couple of days. Can we get some food? And I'd be like, yeah. Can you show me the people real quick so I can verify you're not full of shit and then get the food? Yeah. And I probably would have bought him more. But... I mean I'm sure he is really appreciative for what he got, but yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. The first time this ever happened, I was in Sacramento and dude walks up to me and he goes, Hey, my name's Chuck. I'm not high. I'm not drunk. I'm just hungry. And I was like, all right, Chuck, let's get you some food. And we went to Subway and he smelled really bad. Yeah. But he was a sweetheart. And I said, like, what happened? Like, I, I don't really give a shit if you lie to me. 
But, like, tell me a story. Yeah. I'd love to hear about how this happened to you. And don't worry. I'm 18. I don't know anything. You're not going to fucking... I, I'm not, I can't pass judgment on you because I haven't experienced life yet. You're and he was like... Learn from his experiences. Well, I mean, the hope is that I, I'd like to teach this man that humanity still exists, for one. Um, second off, he needs to eat. And third, it'll give him something to take his mind off of his per- predicament at the moment. And I'm hoping not to bring him down, but... Sometimes people don't like to hear about or remind, be reminded of how they got into these circumstances. Yeah, very so true. Some, some people have reacted very poorly to my questions of like, how did this happen? But what I often say now is, yeah, I'll buy you food, but I want to hear a story. It can be how you got into this circumstance. You can make it the fuck up. I don't care. Tell me a story. That's very kind of you. Um, the most entertaining story, I, I might have, I can't quite remember if I told Fred this on air or not, but I got to meet a dude named John the Bear Wrestler. <laughs> uh, I call him that. He introduced himself as John. I was, uh, uh, you know MSU pretty well, right? You said you, you went there briefly. Uh, I did. I got accepted there. I, I've I've no MSU's campus though from parties and such. Do you know where LS Teco is? Yes. There was Mena's joint, like down the down the way a little bit. The Dubs. Yep. Ugh, dubs, dubs were hot, right? Uh, you know that place isn't there anymore. No, I do know that, but they have one in. Uh, they have one at Grand Valley. They have one in uh, Central too. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Geniuses, Mena's joint is. Yes. Um, Continue. <laughs> so I, I'm headed to Mena's to get myself a barbecue dub. Um, a little chicken tenders, some lettuce, tomato, barbecue sauce, and a grilled tortilla. It's, it's super good. They're so amazing. I'm like 30 feet from the door. Shout out to Mena's. <laughs> yeah, we, we could use a sponsor. Um, so I'm like 30 feet from the door, and this homeless guy with this massive gray beard goes, hey, man, can I, can I get a square? He wants a stick. Yeah. I got a stick in my hand, so it's pretty apparent that I have them or I know where I, uh, to get them. So uh, I said, yeah, I give this guy a cigarette, and he goes, you got any money to spare? You got a couple bucks, man? I could really use a couple bucks. And I was like, I can't give you any money, but I can buy you food. I was straight up with him. Yeah. Like, these are my rules. Um, That's legit to me. So he he accepts the proposition, and I go in, and I split a dub with it. Because I don't really feel like eating a whole one, but I'm hungry for some barbecue sauce. (laughs) Barbecue sauce. Yeah. And uh, I hand him this, and and we sort of start eating. And uh, he finishes up really, really quickly. Like, he was pretty hungry. I probably should have got him his own. Dude's not going to complain, though, because he's old. And I was straight up with him. And so I've already gotten a, a respect level thing out of him now. So um, he fucking, uh, he goes, so you wanted to hear a story, right? And I said, yeah, that's kind of how this works. 
is he goes, well, what do you want to hear? I said, well, ideally something true that's about you that's outrageous. That's basically what I said. And I know that that sounds fucked, but frankly, like where, where else are you going to hear some outrageous shit from a homeless dude who spent I mean, some time and he's like three blocks from MSU's campus. Like he's got to have some stories. <laughs> I'm assuming he probably wants to talk to somebody too. Cause most people avoid homeless people. Like they For are. Sure. And I'm a, I'm a habitual cigarette smoker. So luckily my nose doesn't quite work like it used to. So I can tolerate the smell pretty well. <laughs> I know it's fucked, but it's true. So, uh, I said, yeah, let's let's hear your story, John. He'd introduced himself at this point. His name was John. And uh, I said, what do you what do you do for money? And he goes, oh, there's a story. <laughs> I said, what? And he goes, I get I get a call every once in a while, and yeah, I got a cell phone. I, I keep minutes on it specifically for this one guy to get a hold of me because he he makes me the most money. I make money here and there, like um, I don't, I can't remember what it's called when you got the cup out on the street. Oh, panhandling. Yeah, I make some money here and there panhandling, but for the most part, this guy is my main source of income. And I was like, okay. He's like, he he lives in and around Mount Pleasant, and he pays me five hundred dollars a weekend to wrestle a baby bear. And I was like, what? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me he wouldn't tell me exactly where and frankly i didn't want to fucking know like last thing i need to be is caught up in some fucking bear wrestling racket out in mount pleasant <laughs> michigan bear wrestling gambling racket yeah yeah like i got the uh, big money on the furry one and not the bear <laughs> um so he said uh I, I, th- I thought he was full of shit like i thought for sure this dude was like going for the part of my deal that says you can make up a story. Yeah. I mean, I did up the back of his shirt and there were scars like good size finger wide, uh, scratch marks that look like the kind of shit you see in a movie. Damn. From like a tiger. And I was like, bro. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I probably wrestled this baby bear. Well, it's not always the same bear, right? Because the bears get old. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I wrestled this, these bears probably six or seven years now. And I was like, wow. do you always win? And he's like, <laughs> I very rarely win. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. You be, fu- you be getting fucked up by some bears, bro. Dude. I wouldn't want to fuck with him though. I mean, he's the last last fight he had was with a bear. Mm-hmm. You, you ain't fuck. I would not fuck with him. Yeah, broken rumble for sure. There no like, and I bought him a sandwich, so I was already on his good side. But at the same time, I'm like in my in my head, I'm like, I got John. If anything goes bad on the street, I'm just gonna call the bear wrestler. Right. Um, <laughs> Shit. But like in my head, ever since then, there's a part of me that's like. The world is wild. Like, all those fucking movies that we've seen about ridiculous shit, Death Race is, for whatever reason, what's popping into my head right now. Okay? Okay. basic plot of the movie is uh, life, uh, uh, um, a lifetime prisoner 
or a guy who's going to spend a lifetime in prison, the rest of his life, gets to fight against other people under the same circumstances for a chance of freedom in a death race. That's absurd. That'll never fucking happen. It would have to be a dystopian reality in fucking Russia. Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's straight up. Some straight up cannibalized shit is way more likely to happen than death race. Yeah. But the world is absurd. Like, there is a bear wrestling man that I have met. Yeah. That's not... That's crazy. That that sounds made up. Yeah, it like does. The, the kind of shit a six-year-old would say. Not like adult made up, where <laughs> it's got a tinge of believability, but it's exaggerated. No, oh, no. On this is some straight-up Harry Potter shit. Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, it's ridiculous. He's not yeah. the first homeless person that I met like that, though. And um, I... I've met prostitutes on the street. I've never, never taken advantage of their services that in that regard. Um, but like, I always thought it was really funny because the way that they ask, like, "Hey, honey, you want to have a good time?" I'm like, "Who doesn't want to have a good time?" I don't. That's such a really stupid way to ask that. But it's illegal to walk up to someone and say, hey, do you want to pay me for sex? (laughs) I mean, it's it's illegal to also accept money for sex, which brings us back to the whole, you know, legalizing prostitution. Right. But like, okay, what is money for sex? We both heard that dumbass adage about how like dating in the 21st century is akin to prostitution. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're paying for dinner and a movie. How much would it have costed you for a blowjob off the street? Exactly. I mean, the only difference is is the illusion that you're not paying for it. You know what I mean? That's that's why it costs more. There's a surcharge, a delusionary surcharge. That's why dinner and a movie costs more than a handjob. I mean, yeah, you wanna you wanna make it seem or sometimes what? I mean, it should be the other person's idea, but whatever. I mean, what do you mean? It's all about the the way it goes down, right? The way yeah. that eating happens, the way that yeah. the absurdity of it like unfolds. It's odd. I am so glad that I'm married because, like, dude, I would. I, I do not envy you. <laughs> no, no. I, I try to trade, to be honest with you. I, I genuinely I, – it doesn't sound very good coming out of my mouth right now. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I try to trade off purchasing meals with somebody that I'm seeing. Oh, because that definitely – yeah, no, that doesn't – that's not where I thought that was going. Right. Um. <laughs> it definitely didn't sound that way, and I realized that as I was saying. Um. Yeah, no, I, I'm trading, uh, like, computer parts for hand jobs now. It's a really <laughs> lucrative service on both accounts. He has so much RAM right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no. Um, 
no, well, no, for for sure. I, appropriate, especially if two people are working. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're it's, a feminist, so you're you're agreeing that the the empowerment part of that is okay, and the independence part of that is a, for a female. Yeah, I I mean, I get why it's definitely. Some women were like, well, yeah, definitely he should pay for it. But I mean, he deserves to be treated as well. You know what I mean? If you're talking about a standard heterosexual relationship, you deserve to treat each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to do nice things for each other and not just one per- a one-sided situation, which it seems like stereotypically in the past, that's where it's supposed to be. Right, how many times did Topanga take Corey out? Exactly. I need to know. <laughs> I want to know. God um, damn it, tell me. I, I, I'm, I don't know. That's the I, problem. No, I, can't, I. I can't tell you. Uh, I like how demanding you are about it, though. Like, <laughs> fucking tell me. Um, no. All right, Rhodes, I got to hear your hobo tale. You had a hobo tail? I do have a hobo tail. So this is, it is still attached. Did you get the surgery? <laughs> I, I did get the surgery. It is detached and you can barely see the scar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I shallow house shit where he's got the nub. <laughs> a little that wags. I my that reminds me of my corgi. I have a corgi and his he has a little nubbin. And when he gets really excited, <laughs> like it is wags, but it's anyway. It's not a nubbin. A nubbin is a third nipple, according to friends. <laughs> uh, correct. I, I mean, it, I, sh- I shouldn't. I'm sure Urban Dictionary would agree with you on that as well. I, you and- told me it was a nubbin. What did you <laughs> think a nubbin was? <laughs> <laughs> I can love that show. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. You had a hobo tan. Oh, yes. So I... Um, I had gone through a series of like bad breakups at one point in time. And I, uh, this is, you know, we're, we are the generation of dating online and I did do my, my share of that in my early twenties. And obviously this is not Tinder or anything, no apps on your phone. We still had flip phones. Uh, this was going online and making dating profiles. Uh, and I started talking to this girl that went to school, to the same university as myself and it was uh, Christmas break. Well, I talked Fred, poor Fred, man. I, he is such a good sport. I talked him into doing so many things that he should not want to talk to me ever again for. <laughs> but anyway, Fred drove me to the mall to meet up with this girl. He brought his girlfriend. Uh, we walked around. Uh, we're having a good time and Fred was ready to go. Well, the thing was, I wasn't ready to go. Um, And I also didn't have anything on me. Um, So, except for whatever cash I had. And I told Fred to leave me. Um, So Fred and his girlfriend went home. I am now two hours away from my house on Christmas break from college. Three hours, well, two and a half hours away from my apartment and at college. And well, I ended up going home with this girl, um, except it wasn't, you know, she's like 18, so it wasn't her home. It was her friend's home whose parents were also home, and I had to get, like, snuck in. It was a, it was super, a super awkward experience. Anyway, I ended up hooking up with this girl, and I have no way to get home. She has to work now in the morning. It goes late into the day. The so girl she dropped- you were with, the girl you hooked up with had to work? 
Yeah, so she drops me off at a McDonald's, and I say, it's fine, it's kind of near where one of my friends is, and I'll just try to get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. So I ended up posting up at this McDonald's for about seven hours, and I, I did get up, I did buy buy stuff, I did purchase things, and uh, you the hobo person in this tale you're telling? I am the hobo person in this tale. <laughs> so um, there was a strip mall nearby, and uh, after I had spent a few hours at McDonald's uh, texting people, um, everybody was several hours away, and. Uh, I, I needed, I needed somebody to pick me up, um, except for a couple of friends that I had that were home in Detroit. I was in Detroit at the time. Uh, and I couldn't get a hold of anybody anywhere near me. The f- closest person I could get a hold of was about two and a half hours away. Um, and they were working as well. So I really, really needed some new clothes. Um, I luckily had a credit card that worked at the time, um, on me. And so I walked to the strip mall and I bought new clothes cause I, I, I was not expecting to spend the night. I, I was not expecting. You were gross now. I was very gross, dude. I was so, I was just the activities from the day and night before, I was gross. I was such a, it was this bad. Unshowered post-sex gross. It's gross. So I, uh, I ended up going and getting clothes. Uh, and I, I bought uh, stuff at different stores and bought a cell phone charger. Um, this is like the one of the more expensive booty calls I had. And I uh, ended up going <laughs> back to McDonald's and changing in the bathroom. <laughs> into the new clothes that I had bought, uh, ordering more food and then finding a seat near an outlet and continue my, my texting frenzy. Did you throw the uh, old clothes away? No, I carried them around in the plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God, that's hilarious. Because you know, I, I spent five minutes in the bathroom contemplating like, okay, <laughs> do I throw the clothes away or do I look like a crazy person holding them with me for the next however long? Oh, I was definitely that crazy person. I mean, I broke out the I broke out the cell phone charger and like ripped it open and like while I was sitting there and uh I definitely like I had a bag, I had a the pla- a plastic bag that I had bought the new clothes in that I got when I bought the new clothes, I put my old clothes in. Um, and I had it sitting between my legs and I was just in the corner texting away for a few more hours. And I eventually did get somebody to come pick me up, but it involved a pretty hefty drug deal in the process, um, which was it, it just, it, I ended up, I ended up having to, obviously I, I I put myself out there with this young lady that uh, I ended up never seeing again. This was like a one time straight up, never like even like talk to her again, booty call kind of a thing. And, and then the definition of a one night stand. You're just not using this word. Definition, dude, straight up. Like still have uh, a one night stand. <laughs> it was a one night stand. Okay. It was a, it was a one night stand. And, uh, I ended up, so if I felt quite, uh, quite used after it a little bit, because I did like it, 
you know, we, we hooked up and then I got dropped off at a McDonald's for several hours um, and had to find, find a way home. Um, but then when I did find a way home, it involved me having to use some hookups to get, uh, to do a hefty drug deal. So then I had to commit a felony to get a ride back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's, uh, I don't, I can't, I'm not sure if I can compete with that, but in further episodes, we will definitely attempt to do so. <laughs> um, we should definitely have a have a competition for sure. Yeah, like who fucked up harder in life, in specific moments and as a whole. Um, <laughs> for sure. This has been another episode of Talking Chaos with Condor and Rhodes, who's filling in for Warlock Fred this week. If you guys Thank enjoyed you this, me. stay tuned. Um, next week, um, Mondays and Wednesdays episodes air. Uh, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talking chaos. You can find us on most social media outlets, uh, Facebook. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, email us at talking chaos podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again, everybody. Have a great day.